Good morning, everybody. Happy Father's Day, dads. Come on, kids. <laughs> dads, we love you. Happy Father's Day. Hey, pops, happy Father's Day. I love you. Hope you're watching. <laughs> Good to see y'all this morning. Uh, thank you, Lowell, for giving me the opportunity to speak today. Dads, today is your day, and so we are going to celebrate you. We're going to talk about dads this morning. Shocker. I have a special place in my heart for dads because I have the best dad in the world. Yes, brother. Um, I have an awesome dad. So I love Father's Day, and I love telling him how much I love him. I'm his little spooky dude. So have been that for nearly 60 years. And I love my dad. And <clears throat> so today is Father's Day. It's your day. We're going to be talking about dads all morning. So dads out there, what do your kids call you? I call, I think probably dad, dad might have been the first. Dad, something like that. What do you call your dad? Daddy. Daddy. And as we get older, we drop the E and we go usually to dad or pop. Pops. We call my dad now pops. Um, most kids, I think 100% of the kids that I know do not call their dad father. Sounds a little formal. I think most kids that call their dad father, address their dad as father when they're speaking to him, it seems kind of um, forced or strict maybe to me. And maybe that's a southern thing. You northerners up there watching, y'all may call your dad father. But down here, we call him daddy-o or pops or um, something sweeter, something more familiar, a more familiar term than father. It just seems really formal. Um, in Russia, when I lived in Russia, kids didn't call their dad father. They called him, they, Otietz is the formal name, father. They didn't call him father. They called him papa. Papa is the word for dad, daddy. And little ones are, as they would get older where they could pronounce more syllables, they might call him papichka. It's kind of a sweet, tender form of papa, sort of like daddy is. I'm sure that dad's one of the sweetest words you ever heard from the mouths of your babies was daddy or dad, papa. Uh, on TV, you know, you see sometimes kids calling their dad father, and they're usually wearing a suit, and they're addressing their father as father. Uh, it just seems too impersonal. So interestingly enough, though, the one dad that we do call father is God, our heavenly father. When we talk to each other about God, when we talk about God, we often refer to the father or our father. And maybe, maybe that's why sometimes we feel like our relationship with him is impersonal. Informal, you think? Because sometimes we look at him as father, where we have to have on our tie, we have to have on our, our dress, sh shoes, heels, have to be more formal than just daddy. 
You know, I approach my daddy. Now, maybe you didn't have this experience, but I know for me, I loved going and sitting in his lap and telling, talking to him and him telling me I was the favorite, even though there are three other kids. I know I was the favorite as they were when they were sitting in his lap, right? He's got a lot of favorites, I've come to find out in later years. There's nothing wrong with us calling God Father. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, Jesus called, called him his father, and so I'm pretty sure that that is where we came up with the idea of calling God Father. But yet, I, I believe that what Jesus was doing is he was showing us what God is to us. When he introduced that concept of God being a father, it's metaphorical. He wanted his disciples to know and he wanted us to know that God is like a loving parent. He's like a father. He's like a dad. So when he taught the disciples to pray, he wanted them to know God as a loving parent. Not just some God that, you, you know, a slot machine kind of God. He wanted them to know him on a personal level, a loving father, one who knows everything about us and loves us completely. Right? Adam, like you know everything about your little girl and you love her completely. Yes, he does, doesn't he? That's right. Yes, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. It's like you and your kids. You love them, warts and all. You know everything about them, and you love them totally. You love them completely. He's the one who created us, and yet he wants to hang out with us, wants to be with us, just like you with your kids. You created them, and you want to hang out with them. You want them to, more than that, probably you want them to hang out with you. You want them to want to hang out with you. Isn't that right? You want them to not mind being seen with you in public. As, as they get older, you want them to not duck when they pass their friends and you're in the car with them, right? Um, actually, when Jesus talked to God when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he called God Abba, Abba, Father. And I know that you guys have, have heard this before you've read it before. In Mark, um, there are only three places in the Bible that this word Abba is used. And the first one is in Mark chapter 14, verse 36. And Jesus said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. This is the Aramaic word that means papichka. It means daddy, papa. That's how he addressed him. Before he went to be crucified, he talked to him in a tender, loving, not a formal type of way. He called him Daddy. Don't you love that visual, that picture? The Vines uh, Expository Dictionary says that Abba is the word or the name used by infants or babies. And it shows unreasoning trust. That's how he looked at God. Now, when we look at him and say, Father, or do we look at him and say, Daddy? 
Okay, the two other places that the word Abba is found in the scriptures, Paul uses in, uses them. In Romans chapter 8, verse 15, it says, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, as daughters, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. That's us. We cry, Abba. Galatians 4, 6 says, And because you are sons, because you are daughters of God, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. We're his sons. We're his daughters. We get to, does that mean we get to say, Daddy, like Jesus did to him? We get to have a familiar, tender, yes. That's what it means. That's what it means. We just finished our eight-week um, study on the Lord's Prayer, and it was awesome. Thank you for doing that, though. I loved it. Um, if you missed it, you can hear it on Apple Podcast anytime. You can go back to Facebook. You know they have all of the videos, so you can go back and watch it um, anytime on our Facebook page. One of the things, though, that really uh, struck me as we were going through our study of it, is the idea that God, our Father, is the loving parent, the householder of the world house. I love that image, don't you? He's the householder of the world house, one house that we're all a part of. And more than that, he is our Father. Jesus said, pray like this, our Father. He's the father of every single human family. He's our father. So not only is he my father, but he is our father, our loving parent. The one who takes care of all of us. He's a good, good father. I just imagine as we were singing a while ago that, that all over the country uh, this morning, probably churches are singing or if they're at home singing He's a good, good father. That's who he is. That's who he is. And I'm loved by him. That really is who I am. That is who you are. We're loved by a good, good, loving parent. The one who takes care of us all. Daddies, don't you love it when your kids get along? Don't fight. Don't pull each other's hair or pinch behind the arm or thump them on the ear. Or don't you love it when they, they get along and they love each other and they take up for each other and they, one gets hurt and the other one, one of the others picks them up or helps them. I mean, you know, they can pick on each other, but if somebody else picks on them, then one of the siblings comes running. And daddy, doesn't that make you proud? Just pop with pride. As you look at your kids, I think God is like that about his kids, too. I think he loves it when we get along with each other, everybody in our household, everybody in our one big family. I think he loves it when we love on one another. I know he does. Never see kids and there's an older sibling that's really taken care of a younger I'm, I'm thinking about um, watching Max and Jack 
you know, how Jack's running around wanting to be where Max is and do what Max does. And you look at, it's kind of like the clone. You got Lowell, you got Max, you got Jack. And so it's like looking at little uh, mirror images all the way down. But doesn't it make you proud when Max takes the time out to love on Jack and let him hang out with him? Like between my two brothers are 10 years. And so when my older brother would take care of my younger brother, let him hang out. Let him be seen in public together, not being embarrassed. God loves that, y'all. He loves that. He loves it when he wants us to love on one another. You know, when, when babies are born, you get the older. And if you have multiple kids in a family, you get the older and you get the middles. You've got the youngers, perhaps, depending on how big the family is. You don't stop feeding the older ones when you start feeding the younger ones. Or you don't not take care of the littles because you're busy taking care of the big ones, right? There's room in the house for everybody. There's enough in the house for everybody to have enough. But not if the big ones eat it all or take it all, right? Or keep it from the littles. Sometimes if they um, keep away, but, you know, just for fun. But for real, uh, God loves it when we take care of everybody in the house, the newest ones, the littles, even the mean little ones, right? We got to take care of them too. Who's going to teach them how to not be mean? Somebody bigger, better model it for them, right? It's, a, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> if you could go back, daddies, and do some things different in your parenting, would you? You think you might go back and do a few things differently at, at now that you're older and you've raised a, a few kids? You know, I'm not a daddy, and uh, I don't have any biological children of my own, but I have a lot of Russian kids that call me mamichka. And I have, um, I taught school for many years, and lots of kids, you know, on Mother's Day, they would give me Mother's Day cards and things like that. And um, so I have a lot of kids out there, but I tell you what, I would do things so differently if I were teaching them now than I did when I first began. I was strict. I was harder. I, I, I was more demanding. I, I wish I had enjoyed some things a little bit more with them, loosened up a little bit more with them. Dad, do you ever feel that way? I'm sure moms too, but today's dad's day, so there you have it. Dad's. Maybe do a few things different. Do some things that are unimportant with them. Just hanging out. Just a few more fun things. And not, not some always having to work or things that have to be done. I mean, not that that stuff's not important. I get it. We're training. You're training them to be good citizens and good, good wholesome people. But also just to, to do some fun things. You know, as I've gotten older... And I've gone um, longer on this journey of my life. Things, my, my heart has softened in ways. And um, things of my priorities have shifted. Thank God. Thankfully. Right? Um, okay, so back to the Father. By the way, you know, Jesus is not our Father. You know that, right? 
He's our Savior. He's our Redeemer, our Restorer. He's not our Father. And, and yet, interestingly, uh, he said something um, that I want us to focus on this morning for the rest of the few minutes that we have together. He said, Jesus said this. He said, whenever you've seen me, you've seen the Father. That's in John chapter 14. What in the world did he mean? If he's not our, if he's not Father, then what did he mean? He said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Okay, so I want us to take a few minutes. If you have your Bible, I want you to open it to the book of John if you'd like to follow along or your app on your phone. I love the book of John um, and probably chapters 13, 14, and 15. If I had to pick something in the Bible that may be my favorite, they're in the top, you know, it's in the top five for sure. These three chapters of John, I've read them and read them and read them and read them and they have transformed my heart about Jesus and about God and who he is. But let's take a look at John chapter 13. Um, this is prior to the crucifixion. Uh, it's, um, I'm reading out of the English Standard Version. John chapter 13, starting at verse 3, go 3 through 7. Let's look at the, the, those verses together. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments, and taking a towel, he tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, what I'm doing you don't understand now. But afterwards, you'll understand. And then look down to verse 12. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I've done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, for I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought also to wash one another's feet. For I've given you an example that you should also do as I have, just as I have done to you. Then in chapter 14, starting at verse 1, John, Jesus uh, had been hanging out with his disciples, talking to them. He was telling them that he was, it was getting down to the nitty gritty. He was trying to explain to them about that he was going to the cross. And he, he told them, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house are many rooms. If it weren't so, I would have told you that I go to prepare. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I'm going. Here's Thomas. Here's us. He said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Listen to this verse. If you had known me, 
you would have known my father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. And Philip said, Lord, show us the father and that's enough for us. And Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and you still don't know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the father. All right, then look at John chapter 15, verse 12. 12 through 15. Jesus said, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. What did he command you? Look at verse 12. This is my commandment, that you love one another. As I have loved you. How did he love us? He laid down his life. For us. You see this circle? Here's my commandment. Love everybody. Love each other the way I love you. How have I loved you? I've laid down my life. That's true love. Because it says greater love. There's no greater love than that. Greater love has no man than this. That somebody lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants. For the servant doesn't know what the master is doing. But I've called you friends. For all that I have heard my father. For all that I have heard from my father. I've made known to you. You want to know what the father thinks or wants us to know look at Jesus Jesus said I, I've told you I've shown you everything that I've heard from my father I've made it known to you these things I command you so that you will love one another verse 17 wow 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 let it soak think about it think about that circle if you love me, you'll do what I'm asking you to do. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Love each other the same way I've loved you. Oh, by the way, the, the greatest kind of love is to lay down your life for one another. And then he went out and did that very thing. Jesus told his disciples, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. John 14, 9. So have we seen the Father? Do we know what the Father looks like yet? What did we see Jesus do? He raised the dead. A few days before, he had raised Lazarus from the dead. Literally, he raised the dead. He, he raised, raises the dead still. Dead things in, in, in our life, in our world. He raises them. He gave sight to the blind. He healed the lame. He restored the broken. He touched lepers. He touched them. It was against the law. He touched them. I don't imagine he just touched them like that either. 
I imagine he wrapped his arms around them, dead skin and all. He hung out with sinners, quote, people that were outcast, people that nobody else wanted to hang out with. He hung out with them. The ones at the lunch table that were sitting alone, he went to their table. He washed his friend's dirty feet. He got down on the floor. Have you ever washed somebody's feet? Have you ever washed your own feet? When they're really nasty, Kenny and I went camping this past week. And you know how you just have like spit baths for six or seven days. And then at the end of the week, and I'm wearing flip-flops. Kenny's feet never get dirty, by the way. Neither do the bottoms of his shoes. <laughs> My feet, on the other hand, I had lots of air fresheners in the camper, you know. Uh, at the end of the week, you had to get one of those scrubbing um, kinds of big loofahs to wash all the nasty dirt. And it takes a couple of times to make sure it's all gone. Those toenails are clean. He got down on the floor and he washed his friend's feet. He was the Lord. And that's not, it's not a quick little task that he did. Pulled off his outer garment, wrapped a towel around, got a basin of water. That, that took a while. There were 12 guys. That's 24 dirty feet. Nasty, stinky feet. They had on sandals like me. They probably didn't get baths every day. Like in the good old USA modern, modern times, you know, he got on the floor and he washed their feet. That's who Jesus, that's who Jesus is. And he said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. What does that tell us about God? If he would get on the on the floor and wash your feet. That's what it tells you. Wash the grime off of the bottom of your feet. That's how he feels about you and me. He laid down his life out of love for humanity. Because he wouldn't retaliate. He showed us what justice looks like. He showed us what mercy looks like. He showed us what it means to love each other. He told the disciples, as I've loved you. As I've loved you. So have we seen the Father yet? Abba. Do we know what he looks like yet? He looks just like Jesus. When we've seen Jesus, when we really look into his wonderful face, look into his character, look into his life, then we've seen the Father. The Father loved Jesus and Jesus loved the Father. We know because they told each other that. God spoke and said, this is my beloved son, my son that I love. Honor him. Do what he says. 
And, you know, it, it wasn't this formal, distant relationship. It was tender. It was close. It was real. He knew his heart and he loved him. That's why he, I'm talking about Jesus, knew God's heart. That's why he called him Abba. He knew him. Do we know him? Is he something distant out there? Happy Father's Day. Here's your card. Sorry we never get to see each other. <laughs> the cat's in the cradle and all that stuff. <laughs> right? No, it was, I can't wait to go over after church today and take my dad a present. I can't hug him because it's still coronavirus going on, but don't worry, that's coming. Big hugs and kisses, that's coming. And, and I just want to say one last thing before we wrap up. Some of you may not relate to this Abba on any level because you may, ne may not have had that I'm very aware that a lot of you have not had an Abba at home, have not had a Papa, a Poppy, Papichka, Daddy at home like I did. But guess what? He wants you to know Him like that. He is there for you, He is that for you. If you've never had that, Today, happy Father's Day for you. If you, as a child, as an adult child, or even as a child now, if you've never had that, happy Father's Day to you. You've got a good, 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 good father that loves and adores you, thinks you hung the moon, Knows everything about you and loves you anyway. Wants to hang out with you and wants you to be seen with him. Wants you to hang out with him. Guess what else? He wants to get down on the ground and wash your dirty feet so you'll know how much he adores you. You're his creation. Happy Father's Day to you. If today is the first day you've ever realized that you have an Abba Daddy. To those of you who've had a, a good earthly father like me, he's very, very easy to, to see God that way. Because I know how much my daddy, my earthly daddy loves me. I know. I'm always there for you. He says, call me anytime. I'm right here. I'll always be there for you. Guess what? That's what God's saying to you this morning. I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> every little thing, of every little stinking thing about you, I love and adore and can't get enough of you. He's not like anybody Anything you've ever, we've ever known before him. He is love. He's the ultimate dad. Don't you agree? Ultimate dad. So today, on this Father's Day, 2020, 
let's decide, all of us, to get rid of any old ideas of a formal, distant Father God way out there in space somewhere that we might have had. Let's embrace our Abba, the God that loves us. He sees you. He sees you. Every part of you, and he loves you. He wants to be down in every part of all of the hurt, the brokenness. Let's see him today the way Jesus sees him, the way Jesus saw him. And let's especially see him today the way Jesus revealed him to us. This good father is a restorer. He's a healer. He'll bind up our wounds. Bring healing in every part of our life. Add love and laughter and joy. Not just He's not just a fixer of the broken. Not only that, he wants, sometimes he wants to just take you for ice cream just because you're his kid. Just because that's what you love. He wants to fill you with joy. Right? Not just, I love you, I'm your daddy. But sometimes he just wants you to laugh and enjoy this life. Enjoy this beautiful world that he gave you, that he gave us. Does that sound good to everybody? All right. Can we pray together? And then we'll sing our last song.